Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by The Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Briggs. Hey, I'm Doug. And I'm a strong, independent black man, and I don't need no mana. That's a lie. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, that's that's Trench88 right there, Nerdy Show Community Manager. You've been, you know, you've been saying it wrong for years, Cap. The 88 is silent. Oh. <laughs> it's like the O in possum. Or the F in Pfeiffer. Yeah. But I guess it's not because it's a P, the P in, pipe, in Pfeiffer. Sure. That is true. I've only, I've only ever called him Trench. I've never called him Trench 88. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Indeed. It's not my fault, you dumbass. Type those lumbers. You have offended I said lumbers. I'm, it's a combination <laughs> of letter and number. You have offended my sensibilities. <laughs> and, and here we have... Uh, we're we're going to have to chugle now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to chugle hard and, and all night. Adam Briggs from Ghostbusters Resurrection, guesting here on Nerdy Show. Yeah. First time on video, actually, for Nerdy Show. Uh, well, no. Um, the, what's it? The, where I lambashed, uh, Doctor Who? Doctor Who, yeah. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I, I forgot about our early forays into, uh, into podcast video. Yeah. We really made the other side start to go, huh. Yeah, at we, the end of that, <laughs> we made him, we made him think. Yeah. I think all we had to do was lock the three of them in a room, and then we would just listen in, like, go, oh, they're tearing, they're killing each other in there. What we what we did was we had an episode where where a fan asked us to talk about Doctor Who, so we took that the extra mile and had all of our Whovians combined with those of us who were most, uh, let's say, not enthralled with the Good Doctor, and um, and by the end of it, I feel like I feel like uh, yeah, it, as Doug was kind of implying, it all turned inside out there. Mm-hmm. We kind of we hammered it really hard. <laughs> Wibbly so, wobbly, timely wimely. Is that I did? Did I do that right? Is that how it goes? Uh, I believe that's one hundred percent correct. Other, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, what's everybody been up to? Especially you, new bloods, or well, I mean, not new on Trench's part, but been a while since you've been on the show. Uh, There's some bit. big big life shakeups for you. Oh, you want to start with me? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, it's been about three weeks by this point. I quit my job at the funeral home, so I am no longer an undertaker. And I so sad. So, <laughs> so sad. It was so cool being an undertaker. No, you can try it sometime. It was so cool like being the job. roommate of an undertaker. I think is what you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah. all those all those dead bodies just falling off the back of the truck all the time. <laughs> falling off the back of the truck. Yeah, yeah, that would have been all over the news if that had actually happened. Um, it's a good thing I was there to ca- collect them. <laughs> How's the uh, human suit coming? Human suit. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, 
we're not supposed to talk about that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Completely derailed it. So please continue, Trash. So you're happy to have that behind yeah, you. Yeah. Um, since then, I have started going to school using my GI Bill, and I'm going to college for currently uh, just an associate's in general studies. Long term, I'm going to go to UCF for business management and marketing. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. You it's, learned, man. It's a transformation. And you're, you're a student. You're Met, st- metaphysical and metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> the student life is very different from the life of an undertaker. Yeah. Less dead bodies. Or for more, one. I guess. I don't know. It depends on what school you're going to. Maybe one for necromancy. If that. Yeah, are you going to a wizard a, school yeah, or just a, a regular mage. school? Uh, I'm just going to Valencia. So just a regular <laughs> school. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, wait. Okay, so, but, but Valencia, um, uh, mythologically speaking, um, there's something about that. They have a, their crest has like antlers in it or something. Uh, there might be a wizard school underneath your community college. Have you ever, have you checked? I have not, but the, uh, the East Campus is kind of weirdly shaped. No, so now I have to a new look at pentagram, this. maybe? Possibly. <laughs> I'm particularly good at digging. It's also a Valor gym. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> you know something weird's going on. That will Valor for now. Mystic soon. Mm. Now mm. I have to Google this and see. See what we got here. I mean, like, if you need a if you need a digger, let me know. I'll dig. Getting real into shoveling, huh? I I I my dad and I hand dug our own pole pool. <laughs> Your own pole pole. There, I mean, there were poles involved at some point, you know, leveling shit stuff bananas. Um, but no, yeah, we we hand dug our own pool when I was a kid growing up. That took a, a bit, I think, month and a half. <laughs> well, what you been up to present day? Who me? Yeah, oh, you. I work almost nonstop. Um, so work, this is a rare treat, then. Yeah, no, like I have my like I've had. I I did the math like two weeks ago was my first weekend off in two months. Wow! And then because I was working six seven days straight, and even on the days that I worked six day weeks, I was still basically working. Um, and I have this weekend off too, and we finally got people at work trained because I was ba- I was we got rid of a, a few members at work. And we got some new guys in there that have now been trained up, and uh, they're able to kind of take um, take some of the workload off. So I'm very, very thankful for that right now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds even, like you could use it. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty great. Like I got to sleep in, you know, and sleeping in for me now is like ten o'clock, which is weird considering I want to sleep till like three p.m. But I can't do that anymore because <laughs> my body is just so adjusted to waking up at like six thirty, seven o'clock. I hate it. It's the worst thing. I, can we? Can we? Like, but you've been playing a lot of Overwatch though in your spare time. Yeah, no, I've got two hundred hours plus ranked on it right now. Wow. Um, it's just because like I go home and like I want to do something and go out, but I'm usually so wasted by the end of the day at work. Um, that I you're, just. You mean exhausted drinking? and not? Yeah. No, you know, you're not wait. You're we, wasted. Well, we are allowed to drink at work. Actually, I don't drink because I am. Um, yeah, we are allowed. <laughs> like our boss let, brings in like whiskey. Are you shots allowed to, to say us. what you do? Yeah, on the show. Yeah, why don't you tell everybody what you do? Oh, I um, I base, I work for, uh, actually, I work with Bohr, um, for people that don't know, um, but he's an engineer while I'm a technician, and I fix the problems at the um, and report them to the engineers. So I'm basically and, and the direct line. Of what kind of problems on what what? Oh, vehicles, cars, like. Mustangs, <laughs> Camaros, Corvettes. Basically, you take our little device about the size of an iPhone, plug it in, you can get more power out of it. You know, air fuel ratios, you know, shenanigans like that. So if you want to talk about cars, it kind of makes me rock hard. <laughs> Two trucks having sex. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> so I didn't know this, but the mascot for Valencia is a matador. Oh, I did not see that coming. But I guess it's uh, Valencia in España. I, I, I can't. I can't find a thing about the origination of the name. 
but uh yeah it's a it explains the horns i guess <laughs> um Let's see. Uh, Doug, Doug and I's fates have been kind of entwined the past week. Mm-hmm. We've had some major developments in our um, animated series, kind of Lightning Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. I say that because it's not it's a it's a project that if you're not familiar with it, you should go to lightningdogs.com. But it's a project that we we are developing as an animated series. It's far from there yet, but um, some major visual developments that uh, we'll be revealing soon. So keep an eye peeled for that and then also we're finally finally about to record star wreck our long commissioned um fan role-playing episode we're actually almost ready to do it back in february of this year but had a ton of scheduling problems and the summer is the biggest clusterfuck ever so Mm -hmm. it didn't happen um we've been but that's given doug and i extra pre-production time and we're really excited about it um, we don't know when it's going to debut. We want it to debut this fall. It's looking increasingly unlikely, but maybe early, early 2017. Just because with these role playing shows, we have you don't know um, how they're going to go. Yeah, we don't know how they're going to go until we record them. Like Call of Cthulhu, our last uh, one shot, you know, ended up being an eight part miniseries because we had no idea how long it was going to run. Um, we're hoping Star Wars going to be like one or two parts <laughs> at most, but um, we'll have to find out. So we're gonna we're gonna find out. Um, also, Spider Simulator is crawling along uh, <laughs> wonderfully. Wait, what's that? That, <laughs> that is a um, uh, a game terror. <laughs> that is a game that we brainstormed on an episode of Nerdy Show, like for a VR experience. Uh, we were sitting around and said, "Oh, you know." I, long story short, we got to a point like, "What would be the ultimate scary thing that you'd see in a VR?" And we decided that spiders just crawling into someone's house uh, would be terrifying. And from there, that spun off in a whole new direction and uh and i have since started working on spider simulator with uh my buddy and roommate alvin who is a indie game developer and uh it's the tech demo is getting increasingly more detailed and increasingly is more he, terrifying is he one of the guys behind the concourse yes oh god hey i got a great idea <laughs> we played that on the stream last week and fuck them yeah yeah fuck them in the face wait but good fuck them or bad fuck them uh the game like the whole point of the game Basically, it's just that it's like super frustrating, <laughs> and the, you, and you're dicking over each well, other as you de- play it. It depends on who you play with. If you if you're the type of person who wants to troll your friends, oh, you will endlessly troll your friends and and ruin their game and ruin their day. But um, as a straight up competition, it's like it's it's Mario Kart in the sense of power ups, and in the sense that it's a race to the end, and but it's in a Tron like future, uh, where the power ups are super ridiculous. And uh, you go through Talk about like everybody's and, yeah. controls invert or reverse, yeah, like you, yeah. And mirror and <laughs> yeah, the power up that when you get hit with it, it inverts your controls. So up mm-hmm. is down, left is right, forward is backwards, and it's in ridiculously frustrating. Hmm. So, um, sorry, I'm now just taking this opportunity to plug the stream team. Um, we have a, we have a Twitch channel on Nerdy Show. You can it's what is twitch.com slash Nerdy Show. Twitch TV slash Nerdy Show. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. Uh, so you should totally check it out. What are the regular days you guys do it? Steve-O does Step Mania on Mondays. Uh, the other guys are doing Thursdays around 5 or 6, uh, just playing random stuff. Uh, I can't go anymore because of class. And then Sundays we do 6 to 8, just whatever game we feel like playing that particular night. Cool. What are you saying, Briggs? Sorry about that interruption. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I For your spider simulator, mm-hmm. it, depending <laughs> on how much pain you are okay with, mm-hmm. um, get John Poole to test it for you. 
I've been wanting to hear his reaction. If you know, once the demo is ready, we're we're, we're trying to get a demo out there just to see the initial reaction. But now, yeah, Pool from Ghostbusters is a hardcore arachnophobe, am I right? Oh yeah, yeah, like unbelievable because I he will he and will also an accomplished you. martial artist. Yes, <laughs> a very accomplished martial artist. And I'm just saying, wear body armor. You can't defeat anything with eight legs. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing go train you for that. <laughs> Like, they're, they're, he has two triggers, spiders and zombies. Z- zombies, he'll just straight kill you. He'll oh, still... Oh, uh, can I recommend zombie spiders for the game, Doug? <laughs> We've actually talked about Halloween DLC, uh, <laughs> like other kinds of uh, demon spiders, zombie spiders, mummy spiders, that kind of fun stuff. That's that's a long way off, depending on if anyone enjoys the demo and wants to contribute to just, uh, f- seeing it completed. Just warn everyone, if you decide to have Pool experience this, and I'm sure you're going to have to blindfold him at some point and not tell him blindfold what it is. Blindfold him? All right, Pool, sit down and play this game. You're going to be blindfolded. Okay. And he's just clicking around. <laughs> Am I winning? No, no, no. no, no <laughs> yes, like, you're winning. I, I'm saying it's like, you know, you like black bag him. You bring him to the site where you're going to test it. You lock it down and then just, you know, give about a five mile radius. Or just say, hey. Uh, walk into this room and play this game. <laughs> Why black bag him? It's like we're gonna black, we're taking to play Spider Simulator. Like I just like to make things fun. <laughs> More like complicated. You just want to abduct somebody. That's really what yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> he would be a hard person to abduct. I think at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, abduct the guy who who's taking Taekwondo. <laughs> like, no. or just say spiders are around, then they'll. they'll go with you. <laughs> If you're following our feeds for our role-playing audio drama shows, you've probably seen the recent release of the uh, the final prologue to season two of Ghostbusters Resurrection. You mean the final final epilogue? Prologue comes before. You're right. You're right. The final epilogue. Yeah. Um, and uh, and with that, we also released a community update from Doug about what's happening with Ghostbusters. So won't bore you with that now. Just they're they're working on it. They're doing more more episodes. Season three is in production. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys, um, you have a phone number. Yeah. That- and uh, it's 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 kind of it's an in-world phone number. So if people call this number, it's a real-world phone number. I mean, yeah, but it's yeah. like if they call this number, they'll be greeted with with Nina introducing that, hey, this is the line for the Central Florida Ghostbusters. Please, you know, state the nature of your paranormal experience or whatever, and we'll get right back with you. Yeah. Um, and this number, anybody can call it. They leave messages and usually play the messages at the end of the episodes. Mm-hmm. You got a really profoundly weird one recently. Yeah. We've gotten weird ones before that we know. Recently. Yeah. <laughs> For well, those of you listening, instead of watching, I just did air quotes. Yeah, it's about, it, we got it about a month ago. And I haven't known what, I wasn't going to plan to do anything with it, but because we get weird calls all the time. Like we'll get, but it's mostly people just having a good time. You know, they, they call and they say, oh, there's a slimer in my bed or whatever. Um, but <laughs> slimer. We, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, every once in a while, we'll get a real call from somebody who really wants help with something. Never like a number. It's like I'm fucking dying. You know, help me. I'm dangling off of a cliff. It's it's you know, people say, hey, um, I, I think something weird's going on in my house, and they give me their real phone number, and I feel bad because I'm like, I don't want to call them, you know, and tell them sorry. I'm in another state. I remember the first one of those we got, and we all really wanted to go. Yeah, it was like, like, but it was across the country, and they offered to pay. Yeah, this person, like, this person even said, I, "I'm not seeing the problem here. Why didn't you go?" Because well, we didn't have we we didn't have our jumpsuits. We didn't have a car. We didn't have any equipment. We Doug, are be- you forgetting? No job is too big. No fee is too big. Yeah, well, you know, uh, but that's I, false I, advertising, sir. To, to leave in the middle of the week to fly up there, I don't know. It would have been it would have been crazy. But they were usually they're pretty nice about it. They're pretty genuine. But this call we got isn't even really ghost related. It's just very strange. And I and I. This person reached out to the Central Florida Ghostbusters. He looked it up online, saw the number, called us, 
and he left a message and I, I think Cap's got it if you're right yeah. if you want to play it so they can hear. Yeah. This is this is 100% real. We we actually got this call and he left us his actual phone number and I could check it that that's the phone number we received it from. So this is legit. So yeah. yeah so take it away. So here it is. Um very, it's not ghost related but no. it, it is very weird. Yeah. Here we go. Yes, uh I'm uh working with the Montauk project trying to uh penetrate the mind of Vladimir Putin using the Montauk chair. I'm uh, one of the successors to Duncan Cameron. I'm currently in the chair. And uh, we're about to retrieve the last codes necessary to uh, launch a nuclear missile from St. Petersburg to Kiev. And uh, we anticipate when the missile on themselves, it will cause some type of worldwide incident where Russia tries to blame the incident on another world intelligence agency. If you'd like information on this, please give me a call. My number is That number again is This is Daniel Cameron with the Montauk Project. So, question. Mm-hmm. Okay, he said he was trying to get in Vladimir Putin's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiev is the capital of Ukraine. Yes. Which is like, I think, around a thousand plus miles away from Moscow. Well, he says w- it launched a missile from St. Petersburg. To Kiev. Yeah. Why would we, why would he nuke Kiev? When Kiev, uh, he says they're trying to get the codes. So I don't necessarily know if he, if he was an, intending a launch to start a, an incident or to prevent it. That was a that little That sounded like to cause an incident That's to me. That's what it sounded yeah, like. Yeah. And it's obviously been a month and nothing happened, so I don't think he was or, successful. Or he stopped it. I, I, I don't... I'm not seeing where there's the possibility of the, you know, him trying to stop anything you know, here, Doug. I think, I, I think we should do something about this. I mean, like, ghost people, nuclear fire does things, right? Yeah, I don't know why. Now, if you had that information, why would you call the Ghostbusters? Be like, hey, Ghostbusters, if you want information on this, call me back. And I'm like, ooh, we're not really into this. I mean, you know, yeah. we're good at stopping world ending situations in yeah. very haphazard ways with rings. A- apparently, this guy is too. Or, or be, that's the thing. You, you're saying he sounded like he was trying to make it happen. Yeah, he sounded like he was trying to get Vladimir Putin to frame them to nuke Kiev mm-hmm. to start some kind of international incident so the Russians would blame somebody else. I got mm-hmm. it. When he said St. Petersburg, I thought about <laughs> St. Oh, Petersburg, Florida. I didn't think St. Petersburg, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Why would you think? Why? Because, a, like, there's like, a lot of Russians in Tampa, man. And, and I was just like, like, wait a second, hold on. Like, are there any nuclear, like, bases in, in, St. not Petersburg? that I'm aware of, but, like, there's only a handful in Florida. I they thought, are. They're above yeah. ground. You know, they can't dig into the, That's into the ground. So there have been nuclear bases in the ground in Florida, even in South Florida, but those are all long decommissioned as far as I know. This is uh, what they want you to think. But is anyone familiar with the Montauk um, project? No. I, I looked no. it up a little bit, and from what little I could find, uh, it was um, it's like a psychic chair. It like the, every every place I saw online, it had a different opinion on what it what it really was. It's like it's a chair that you sit in, and you can either project your mind or read the mind of people around the world, or you can even see into the past. Or project your mind into the past. It's not clear, really, at all. Um, uh, what Wikipedia says is it's an alleged series of s- secret United States government projects conducted at Camp Hero or Montauk Air Force Station 
uh, Montauk, Long Island, for the purpose of developing psychological warfare, te- warfare techniques and exotic research, including time travel, teleportation, mind control, contact with alien life, and staging faked Apollo moon landings, all of which were developments stemming from the Philadelphia experiment in 1943. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories have circulated since the 1980s. And in 1983, as the story goes, they ripped a hole in space time. Um, he also says he's working with Duncan Cameron, who is is a name that's in the tied to the Philadelphia experiment and this project. Um, but he also at the end says that his name is Daniel Cameron. Yeah, and that he's, he's he an said associate. He, was, he said he was the successor and the to successor Duncan Cameron. Duncan Cameron. Now here's the thing: Duncan Cameron has a lot of weird story history because he was a guy who was at, who was allegedly actually at the site of the Philadelphia experiment, which, if you're not familiar, mm-hmm. was um, is supposedly the the United States government's appropriation of Nikola Tesla's technology. They were trying to build a cloaking ship, but instead displaced a naval vessel um, out of time and space, and people were fused through walls and all kinds of horrific stuff. So Duncan Cameron is a survivor of that um, who landed in the future and wound up in 1983 Montauk um, and then was sent back to... I, I'm, I'm sorry, this is very confusing. Like, There's lots of information from many different yeah, sources. Yeah, the USS Eldridge was in 1943, and he, so he was. that's his normal place where he came from. He started in 1943. He got thrown into the future, which was 1983, and then he's in 1983, and they send him back to 1943. And then something happened where he was at the Montauk Project, and he lost his time lock and began to age one year for every hour that passed. And so the engineers uh, convinced Duncan's original father to sire another to sire another son, and they removed Duncan's soul and put it into a new child. Um, and that's who we know today as Duncan Cameron. Yeah, supposedly, supposedly, according so to is, a website that I'm that we're yeah. both looking at. And uh, uh, and this guy claims to be the successor to Duncan Cameron, named Daniel Cameron. I mean, quite you know, if, if you're believing any of this, could easily be the soul of Duncan Cameron uh, put in you know this other you now. Just, now he's Daniel yeah, Cameron. Now supposedly, so now I see where the Ghostbusters come in because apparently somebody's got a machine or something for ripping souls out. Maybe, uh, but the but the Montauk Project supposedly came to an end. When uh, they accidentally uh, uh, ripped open a hole in some kind of uh, – they lifted the veil somehow and a creature emerged and a creature that they started to call Junior. But we, the common public know today as a.k.a. Bigfoot, got into the base, wrecked shit, and they sealed it off. And that was the end of the Montauk Project. Hmm. But apparently it's continued according to this this phone call. And if this sounds familiar to you at all, out, like within the context of Nerdy Show episodes – we actually talked about a candidate for this year's presidential race back in episode 260, the screen door effect. Um, this guy named Andy Basiago, whose entire platform is about the the reality of Bigfoot, um, the fact that he as a child was involved in a secret military time travel project and just blowing the lid off of all this extra normal secrecy of the United States government. You can mm-hmm. find out. Is this the guy that wears a boot on his head with the big beard? Or is that somebody else? That's, I don't know what that is. That sounds awesome. It sounds like that episode of Futurama where the guy comes back to the past. He, he's born but comes back to the past, and it's all about his birth certificate. It's basically a, an analogy about what happened with Obama. It was like 2013 that episode came out, and it was really good and really funny. Um, but yeah, so if you want to know, know more about this presidential candidate, that's uh, our episode 260 of Nerdy Show, or you can go to andy2016.com. Um, and now I remember. Yeah, now you remember. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. He did leave us a phone number, which obviously yeah. we didn't play. But we can call that number right now and just see what happens. Uh, you know who this sounds like a job for, actually, now that I think about it? What? Atomic Robo. 
<laughs> That's how you does sound like a job yeah. for Atomic Robo. So do we want to try calling? Um, yes. So, I, I mean, this could be a bust. We'll just listen to it ring. We'll make jokes and uh, see what happens. I mean, may, or maybe we'll get somebody in the line here. And his name's Daniel Cameron. That's right? what he said. That's what he said that his name was. Okay. I just assume that all of these terrifying secrets about the U.S. military have some relevance. So should, should, should I introduce myself as Doug Banks, the Central Florida Ghostbusters, returning his call? Yeah. Oh, oh, in, invalid phone number? Um. No. No way. Yeah, yeah way. Let me re- let me look up the number and and make sure that we got it input right because okay. if we got a call from an invalid number I don't know that guys. Would be crazy. This whole thing just sounds really boring okay. actually. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> hey, hey look, don't Hold on. So get the, so here's the, here you're going to type in the number. Uh, well, you're going to read it on the air? Uh, maybe I shouldn't read it on the air. So read, but, um, write it on the yeah, back write of it this. on here. Yeah, write it on that. Give me. Those guys don't know any uh, know any jokes. Uh, you know, this is this is good radio right here. So, uh, uh, how's how's Overwatch going? Oh, so wait for me <laughs> yeah, personally. For you, yeah, uh, I ranked up twice today, um, which was pretty great. Wait, who's your main? Uh, Reinhardt Reaper and um, it, it it depends. Like I prefer Mercy as a healer, um, but I'll play Anna. I'm not good with Anna here and there. Um, but no, Reinhardt's definitely my rain, my main. He's, he's, he's awesome. And you got, you have a book right there. Um, it's yes. an Overwatch art book. It looks amazing. Oh yeah. It's you, really you should, cool. Uh, hold it up for the cameras for those watching on the YouTubes. Uh, and punch your <laughs> mic. That wasn't me. Yeah. That's a cool, that's a cool book though. It's pretty nifty. And it's got like, you said there's, there's a lot of information in there that's, that's just not in the game. Yeah. Well, I mean like. Granted, the game itself is not a story-driven game at all, and um, the stuff that happens in-game is non-canon because um, most of the people in the game, for the I think for the most part, are actually allies. <laughs> Cap's giving me a look like, um, so what, did you get the number right? Oh, I got it right. I got it right. Do you, you, you dial one first? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to try, try it again, but Adam, keep, we'll, we'll finish up on Overwatch, and then yeah, we'll get yeah. back to uh, the mysterious sure, 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 sure. Oh, I mean, we could keep doing this and go to Overwatch <laughs> no, later. Let's, let, no, but, let's, let's talk um, about the book. But no, like it, the book is cool. Like it, if you got the collector's edition, which was the big giant box, you get the book and you get a few other cool things with it. But um, I've read the book, God, a bunch of times. It's just it's got a lot of cool, relevant information about the Omnet crisis, about stuff that happened in between. Then when Overwatch got disbanded, very dishonorably, they like literally were like made to be these villains because things started to go really wrong. Hmm. And then the eventual like fallout between Reyes, who is Reaper, and Morrison, who is Soldier Seventy Six. So this so this book isn't just like character art this is like complete it, story it, as well yeah it has a very detailed story about everything that happened there's stuff that's left out obviously mm-hmm. like um the first time we ever saw anna who is the newest character who is farah's mom it was put, it was put in this book and she was one of the founding members of overwatch are there any other characters in there that might be included in future expansions no, um the next one is sombra that they're talking about and blizzard is doing this big arg thing where it's literally the 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 reddit uh, board for overwatch has been going nuts deciphering it mm-hmm. and they've been knocking down the clues like she releases like algorithms and whatnot and people have been figuring it out i, I haven't been doing it i'm just not that type of person to, to do this sort of stuff but basically it's it's just like every puzzle leads to another question which leads to another puzzle which leads to an you know in so right, on. right and literally at this point everyone is going crazy because sombra has basically been hacking blizzard you know, in releasing these things, and um, we just don't know anything about the character. We ha- there's like ideas about what she looks like because you see her little skull mask thing, which is not quite like Reapers, a bit more even cartoony than his, but still very, mm-hmm. I guess, grim in a way. But it, it'll be pretty interesting to see what happens. But no one really knows who she is, what she is, because there's no mention of her in this. I've actually read through this again. There's no mention of her in it at all. 
But there is a name in the in this book. Um, it's I think it's it's L I A O Liao. Is that how you say something like that? I, I have no idea. You put way more L-I-A-O. like yeah Liao. Um, the five founding members of Overwatch are Soldier seventy six, who is Morrison, Reyes, who is Reaper, um, Torbjorn. Uh, his last name is Lundholm, I think. Uh, Reinhardt Wilhelm, who is Reinhardt, and then um, uh, Liao. Um, and that character is not mentioned anywhere else in this book. Mm, and interesting. And I, I, I don't know if it, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being, I don't know, racist or it sound. It looks like a Eastern, maybe Chinese name to me. I don't know. I've not invested any that's, time. That's in not look. not racist not to racist identify to say, a but, name by region. Um, but I, I've been curious, like who is this other founding member? But a lot of people died. Uh, in the Omnet Crisis, a lot, several founding members were killed. Now, if you're not familiar with Overwatch, um, it's, I mean, obviously, it's, it, I assume if you're listening to Nerdy Show, you have some idea, because it's kind of taken the world by storm. I've actually never played it. I've only watched the, the animated shorts that they've been releasing, yeah. and they're incredible. I am, I'm not anywhere near as deep into the lore as Adam is, but like, I'm invested in, Overwatch because it has so much lore and it's so cool and like you mentioned so little of it shows up in the games yeah so there's been a lot of speculation lately that Blizzard is actually going to finally make the plunge into doing an animated film of some kind that that's the big theory right now is Blizzard is releasing these testing in the water and it, nothing is confirmed but it's just the, the big thing and it kind of makes sense I guess on some way because they staff a lot of former Pixar employees and a lot of these fi- former Pixar employees have do work on these these cinematics so, you know, all the, the the there's what three of them four of them well there's um recall which is winston's there is i can't remember the name of the one that focuses around Widowmaker and tracer mm-hmm. shows up in it mm-hmm. and then there is um dragons which is genji and um hanzo and, and we'll, then, we'll, we'll link to all these on this episode's page and then i can't remember the name of soldier 76 is which i think it's is like hero or something yeah it's called hero yeah and that one's really good it's shorter than the others but isn't it bastion as well and then the last one is called the, the, most recent, the last yeah. bastion gotcha. which is called bastion yeah. and, um, and I also the trailer. Yeah, the, the original the, yes. trailer where they had like the gauntlet of the one yeah. dude. Which was uh, Doomfist. And there's rumor that Doomfist may make it into the game. But also one thing that they do do is the game is not <laughs> – the, the, the game is not canon. Like the, the game itself, the matches in there, they're not mm-hmm. canon because most of these people – Well, you get – you got characters that are part of a mercenary organization that are up against – or that are with talent. and competing against uh, heroes from the reactivated Overwatch. Yeah. And in the actual – canon of the universe they should be fighting each other not you know with one another right right and the thing is it's just they just made a a very fun game to play and that's totally fine um the interesting thing though is there is and i think is i've never seen them myself and i really feel like i should have looked into it but apparently there's a lot of somber references all over the maps and especially the ones like dorado um the one that's in hollywood and i think there's one other that has several somber references all over the maps and whatnot so where i was going with that whole thing was yeah that the the animated shorts are on par yeah. with anything that's ever come out of pixar right and the cool thing is is like when they sprinkle in other stuff into there like um you do catch reinhardt and one of the other crusaders in the bastion sh- short you see him um mm-hmm. he takes out a couple of the bastion units with a fire strike and then shields off and you see the crusader kind of like he's right here to his like upper like left-hand part of the screen but it's man it's it's so cool i really hope they do more with it because i i'm i don't love multiplayer exclusive games but i love everything that they've done with this world yeah i've played i've played a couple matches of the game uh we we streamed it for a couple times uh i didn't really get into it all that much um dave is burned out of it too but yeah uh totally not invested in the game but in the universe that they're building is really interesting it's probably because they've avoided like 
I guess, stereotypes, they've done a really good job of avoiding that. Like you could make the argument, well, Soldier 76 is the gruff American soldier, but like, I don't know, like there's, they've got such a diverse wide cast of characters that are genuinely interesting. You know, like, I mean, heck, Winston comes from the moon and he took the name of his create, not his creator, but the, the scientist who basically raised him. Um, and he fled the moon when a bunch of other gorillas that were genetically enhanced took over. It's so and great. He, you know. Yeah, there's a moon base, alleged, you know, it's got a bunch of gorillas running it now. Well, like, you can, okay. in the match, in. you can see it actually when you're playing on the match. If you look up to the moon, if the moon is on there, you can actually see the base itself. You can see the, the rings that make up the base and one that kind of that spider on Crazy. out of there. It sounds like they have a plan. Yeah. I, I hope so because, like, th- this is such a ripe universe for something, like, I don't care what it is. Like, give us more shorts. I mean, that will be great. They did a McCree comic, too. That's right. Yeah, I didn't read it. I hope it's good. It's pretty short, but yeah, it, it was decent. Yeah, I mean, it. even like the guys that seem like, like was it Reaper is super edgy and whatnot. It's like super 90s edgy <laughs> his, and whatnot. His nickname is Edgelord. <laughs> yeah, Edgelord. And like, it's it's fine because like he actually, it, within the universe, because of the way they're handling, he is still a really threatening, kind of terrifying person. Like when you read his... Um, his thing in here, he literally does leave white husks and devours well, their souls. Because well, the thing that's one of the things that's most terrifying is that Mercy is like a good guy, but she's behind Reaper and Genji, and they're both kind of like well, mon- science monstrosities. Yeah, like it's it's still debate if she really did save uh, Reyes after the big explosion that happened in what was it? Uh, Stockholm? Yeah, Stockholm, Switzerland. When Reyes and Morrison, Solar seventy six, and Reaper were fighting, it, the whole base was destroyed, and she apparently did save reaper's life which gave him the ability to basically like turn into like a wraith of of, of sorts and whatnot this but, sounds like more backstory than most tv shows nowadays <laughs> oh no it, it, it's 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 absolutely insane like i mean uh genji was killed by hanzo his brother and she literally rebuilt his entire body like basically the only thing biological about him is his heart and his head but the rest of his body is completely and, robotic. And if all this, if you're listening to all this and, and you still, this sounds like nonsense, just check out the animated shorts. You'll, yeah, you'll the fall shorts in love. are great. They're, yeah. they're so incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now here's the thing. I, I did, like I said, like you said, I did get the number right. I mm-hmm. did get the number right. So let me just click it again, see if anything changes. Um, yeah. Invalid phone number. Uh. According, I, I'm dialing it on Skype. It's got the one in front of it for the United States and everything. Uh, and that, it's and a that's, 207 area code. That's, not only is that the number that he, spoke and gave us that's also the number according to google voice that it came from huh like so there's no no mistaking that's maybe he actually is from maybe they found him maybe the whole joke was just that he wanted to get you to look at his profile image doug Oh, yeah, that was that was a different person. Oh, that was a there, different there person. Some, there was someone who had some hardcore pornography as a profile image, but not yeah. not so, this someone, guy. Someone tried to contact Ghostbusters, and they 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 were they were just like, "Hey, is this Ghostbusters? Can you give me a call?" And their icon was hardcore pornography. <laughs> I was like, "Well, it's not a bot." <laughs> like they, they clearly asked if it was Ghostbusters, but man, <sighs> now that's super duper weird. Uh, like, yeah, I'm gonna Google this number and um, see if anything comes up. It's probably for the best. It just sounded boring. <laughs> oh. Yeah, very, very boring. Very boring, Matt. I don't know. I think it sounds pretty interesting. I think we should plug into it. <laughs> oh, um, I'll get off the subject, but there's one thing. I, I don't know how many people saw it. I think I showed it to Trench. Um, there's a comic online. Um, it is Overwatch. It is an Overwatch uh, comic, but everyone knows that Overwatch got really format inspiration from Team Fortress. I mean, it's obvious. Right, yeah. But um, it's about Zarya, the the Russian pink-haired soldier, you know, that's um, that's one of the most interesting characters in the game, even though she's one of the least, I guess, talked about in the game. 
But she basically says, she walks up to Mercy in the comic. She goes, hey, I'm going on vacation. She And she's like, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to see my uncle back home. And she's like, okay, well, don't start any fights. And I think one of the, I can't remember who it is. I think Farrah walks in there and she's like, she, she has an uncle? Well, yeah, everyone has like an uncle, I guess. And then she gets there and she basically kind of like going through memories and whatnot. And her uncle is the heavy from Team Fortress. What? And basically <laughs> her uncle was fighting in the Omnic, Omnic Crisis. And it kind of it, there's this moment in there where she's a young child and he, they're in this alleyway and an omnic shows up because russia got devastated by the crisis like they got heavily devastated by it and they she shows up and he just pulls out sasha and he just said and he basically tells her to you know to run along him and sasha will take care of it and it just you know is really really good and then it shows her at the gravesite of soldier 76 you know with sasha and I'm just like, that's really good. Like, I'm like, come on, for a week, can you just give us the Team Fortress characters in the game? Because they would just work out. That could be funny. That would be hilarious. We now, need, need some very, uh, some legal finagling to yeah. make that happen. <laughs> um, I got an, I got an update on this phone number. Okay. The phone number, it seems to be a legit phone number in the past from, uh, it's, it's from Maine. And when I Googled just the number, like in quotes to find that, if, if that number was ever exactly posted anywhere online, there's a Facebook page. Um, First name is someone named Daniel, which matches our caller. Right. Uh, the title of this Facebook page uh, uh, un, un, under a Google search says, I am the super admin of the page, and it like trails off like it's going to say more stuff. The little subtext underneath it says, if you have any questions or complaints, feel free to call me t- anytime, 24-7, at the number. I am always willing to talk to people since I don't really have any dot, 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 that trails off. So I'm like, okay, this looks like exactly what we're looking for. Click the page on Facebook. Facebook says, page not found. What the fuck have we stumbled into? I hope it's some real black baggy government thing where like they're you just all about the black bag and, and yeah. covered people and taking them out and, and all quiet and cloak it's, and dagger. He's got, got to feel different when you're the one getting black bag. So we don't we don't have any, any I feel black bags here, but we've got a curtain or a bed sheet or stuff we could bag well, Briggs with. You want to get? We can bag you right now, man. If you want to feel you what the like, hey, yeah. we get bagged at work. We actually were able to put myself inside of an exhaust um, box for that. You know, exhaust for a car comes in. I was actually able to actually get inside of the entire box. It's not that big. Just wait. Wh- I'm travel sized. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna go put him in the overhead compartment of a plane. I've done that. <laughs> of course you have. Wait. Why? How? I used to work for an airline. We just wanted to see if I could fit. <laughs> I should have left you in there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, I'm going to the Internet Wayback Machine <laughs> to see okay. if the, to see if we can get some answers. Well, here's the thing: um, the Montauk Project. When we looked into it, especially if you, I didn't know a thing about Bigfoot. That was news to me. Like, it sounds like it's one of many, many, many things that went on to inspire Stranger Things. Which we haven't talked about much in the show because up until recently I hadn't managed to watch all of it yet, and and also because it's a show that. Though I'm sure most everyone listening to this has watched all the episodes by now. It's obviously a thriller, so it's yep. pretty spoiler heavy. So we'd be, it would be good to be cautious about having a casual conversation about Stranger Things. Um, but it, it is, everyone can at least right. say what we liked. I did, I did yeah. end up loving the show. It is very, very good. Uh, it's extremely well directed. The acting is, is fantastic. And as far as paranormal sh- shows go, I mean, it's, it's just, it's spectacular. I can't wait for more of it. And, and eight, eight episodes is, man, more American shows need to do that. It, it was so, such, so, I mean, it, it came out on the 15th of July and we're in September now. So I don't know. It's, 
there's a statute of limitations that's passed. But I mean, I I want to be respectful to you know to everybody as far as spoilers go. Flame on recently released an episode that was entirely about Stranger Things. I, th- I believe that a spoiler wall segment. I didn't listen to it yet. Yeah, I didn't either. I, yeah, they li- they released their episode, but Isabiz, who is literally in Iceland, is yeah. saying, "Cap, we need to talk about this." So I don't know if someone who's literally in Iceland has seen it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that would if we were going to talk about Stranger Things and have spoilers, we would need to maybe de- dedicate an entire microsode to that. Which, admittedly, Flame On has already done. We'd have two episode, two shows on the network doing. It's exclusive- that good, Cap. It's I, worth it. It is, it, it is very yeah. good. I gotta agree with Matt on this. It's like without any spoilers, like just the way they did it. It was the most '80s thing to come out of the '80s. That's not actually in the '80s. And they did, they did some, a really good job of not taking it too far. And yeah, but the, that's true too. But like, they, it wasn't like comical in how they did it. Like, it still felt very good and serious. Like, you never questioned its validity the entire time. It was, I, I, I don't know, like the way from they did the camera shots because it was like a perfect fusion of Steven Spielberg, Stephen King, and SCP. Yeah, you could see all of their influences, you know. And I'm, I've been, I have no idea who the Duffer Brothers were prior to. Doing it because I'd never never heard of them before. So I'm pulling them up on IMDb right now. So they 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 directed a couple episodes of that um, M Night Shyamalan uh, produced TV series that came out a year or so ago. Um, And where else are they involved with? So they uh, one of them, Matt Duffer, was a writer on Hidden. He was a writer on We All Fall Down. He was a writer on Eater. what is that? Wayward Pines, that, Vessel. That's the M. Night Show, Wayward Pines. Road to Moloch. I mean, weird stuff. They gravitate towards weird stuff. Yeah. Nothing Nothing like super, like, Prominent. I guess, really big or popular. But, but. Where, where was they, they? I think, I can't remember the exact number, but they, they took Stranger Things to something like 20 different networks and got declined yeah. repeatedly until they... Uh, it's, it's amazing what Netflix will do. Because, like, I'm not saying all of Netflix shows are spectacular but it seems like most of them are because everyone talks about like you have like narcos you have stranger things the marvel sh- series voltron you know orange new black like and uh what is it um the one that really started it all the president one um oh a uh, mako island mermaids sure yeah that one i don't know what that is but what, no what was the one with uh it was it is it kevin's house of cards house of cards that one's the very first netflix i think show that they did and since then they've just been churning out hit after hit i wonder yeah. if it's because they're throwing tons of money at people that you know either are just good at creation or they just step back enough to where they're not like doing the warner brothers dc thing i mean netflix knows and they've you know i don't I, they've just proved this time and time again they they know that storytelling is ultimately what makes people invested good yeah. storytelling and yeah. in in most cases everything that they've greenlit has been has exemplified that i saw another thing recently about uh, season three of young justice god it, stop it teasing keeps, me i, I mean that that can't be real, right? Like that is it's too good to be true. It, it is too good to be true, but I mean the thing is though is like it the, keeps popping up the as, creators, as teasers. The creators keep coming out and they're just like, "Hey guys, be patient." And they're, the thing is like apparently they from what if we can gather from their their post on Twitter and in various other places, they're really trying to make this happen. Yeah. They they and because God, the end of season two, like. I, I have a hard time watching it because just like I don't want it to end. Yeah, they, they you know? tell you, they they expect it to get picked up for oh, a third yeah. season. And, and the reason for getting canceled still makes me want to hit my head against the wall until I black out. <laughs> Normally, I take that rage out on the uh, 
the Cartoon Network executives or the DC executives or whoever was responsible for can- the abrupt cancellation of a show like Young Justice. But Right. No, but I mean, the problem is I can't do that to them. So I mean, so, so you just have to take it on yourself. Exactly. I, I, you, you I internalize will, the rage. I will accept all yeah. Young Justice rage. So just send it my way, and I'll, I will. Adam Briggs died for their sins. <laughs> I, I, I will die for your sins. <laughs> you're gonna be. You're gonna. So you're Young Jeezy now? Is that? <laughs> no. If I had to choose, if I had to choose, I would be. I would want to be the God Emperor. I need eight shamans to sacrifice and die. Is that is that what me. is that what Young Jeezy's name is actually referenced to? Is it is it him being Young Jesus? Is that what he was going for? I because I, I always assumed it was like really he wanted to say Young Jizzy and he just didn't want to. He cure his it's exec- Kanye West and I don't give a shit. Honestly, <laughs> wait, it's Kanye. Yeah, Young Jeezy is Kanye. He goes by Yeezy. Yeah, Young Jeezy is somebody else. Are you sure? I'm almost certain. Yeah, Kanye is Yeezy. I don't follow his career. I don't either. That's why I don't know. I, I don't care enough. <laughs> You care more than me because I had no I'm, idea what was I'm, going on. I'm it. certain Young Jeezy no, is No, see, you else. do care because you care so much that you're talking about somebody who's not even Kanye West. And because you think he's attached to it, you don't look into it. <laughs> Sounds similar to Yeezy. Probably Kanye. Not interested. <laughs> you care a lot, sir. Come hide it. <laughs> Stop projecting, Doug. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, can we get more Young Justice, please? Um, like, well, I mean, I mean I, I, honestly, I don't know what Greg Weissman's doing right now. It's, it's probably a bunch of stuff hidden behind NDAs. Aside from, um, you know, working on his Reign of the Ghost book series, which uh, if you haven't read, you totally should. We've interviewed him on the show about it a number of times. And um, the first two books are great. And there's no guarantees that there's going to be any more, just like every other project that he does that's amazing. So buy his books. Um, and then, of course, he was brought in for the first season of Star Wars Rebels to um, amp up their characterization. He did that and then left. And after that, don't know what he's been doing. So if if there's any reality to pulling Young Justice back together, well, it could easily be going on behind the scenes. Because as far as I know, it hasn't been announced what he's working on right now. Hmm. Well, then that way Netflix kind of does stuff. They're just like, hey, by the way, this is coming out a week later. There it is. That's... <laughs> Very common for them to do that. If yeah. we could find this guy with the Montauk Project, we could look into his brain and see what's going on. Oh, true, yeah. But oh, I, I, yeah. I, I've given up looking online, man. It's <laughs> dead ends literally everywhere. Wow. Like you'll, you'll find something that, that hits, and you click it, and it's like, page um, does not exist. Well, if you have any information, uh, listeners and viewers, please let us know about this strange thing. Uh, I also have to formally apologize to Young Jeezy and all of his fans for confusing <laughs> him with Conway, with Kanye West because he is indeed someone else. Yeah, see, it's not okay. But I understand Kanye West's ego is so big, it subverts all other rappers. I mean, I bet you Kanye West does think he is Young Jeezy as well. I mean, I don't know who really... Well, he clearly took the name similar. What, because of Yeezy? Yeah. I don't know. He just fucking makes new versions of his name all the damn time. He shortened it down to Ye now. Really? Yeah. I mean, not not like publicly, not like it says Ye on the albums, but like, you know, he's like... He, when um there was a there was a record producer um it was uh, Tony Visconti the like legendary David Bowie producer among many 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 other amazing people he he called out Kanye for you know being a tool a tool probably same as everybody else and Kanye was like all over Twitter being like Tony Visconti who are you even I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're just an old man. I bet your kids love yay. I'm going to give them free yay in, in, like, in the mail. What's free your address? Yay. Yeah, like that's what he calls himself and his products. Yay. Y-E. Yay. Okay. Yeah, you know. Free yay. I- I'm confused. Like, so, like, is he trying to be Prince right now? No. Prince has never been as such a much a, like, pretentious shitbag no, 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 as Kanye. No, 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 I know, but, like, he's fucking up. I mean, like, it, it, it's just, it's just like, like, like... We, like, we shouldn't like, turn nerdy show on a show talking about Kanye. <laughs> like, man, I've, I've never even given his music a fair shot because he's so offensive to me as a person. I mean, I... Yeah, okay, so, um... How about... Black I've never even given other people's music a fair shot because he's so offensive <laughs> as a person. God damn. Oh, fuck me. Let's move on. Uh, hey. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Let's, we, we got yes. more to say about Stranger Things? Yes. We didn't really even say much about Stranger Things. <laughs> Take the reins, man. Uh, now you're putting it on me. Okay. Uh, it's How great. did you feel? Yeah. Other than it's I good. just don't want to spoil it. It's, what it, did you, here, let's put it this way. What did you like about it versus anything else that you've been watching lately? Like, what about it? What, what makes it stand out? What makes it worth other people's time? Instead of just being like, it's good, check it out. Like, why would you recommend it? Why would I re- Honestly, the reason I'd recommend it is because of the D&D in it. But Just because it references D&D? There's a lot, there's a lot of good D&D. There, there's some really good D&D references. No, I know. I, I've seen, I know it references <laughs> D&D. I'm just saying. But here's what I think purely great. because it references D&D, E.T.'s got D&D in it. I'm going to use this as a launching point. Stranger Things has a ton of references to stuff. And people like to throw around the world, word nostalgia all the time. If, if you're drawn into a show due to nostalgia, you should think twice about whether or not that show has earned your respect. Yeah. Stranger Things, however, it has lots of things you might recognize. It has a ton of pop culture references. It's steeped in and heavily inspired by a whole gamut of pop culture. Mm-hmm. But it also is inspired by so legitimately that it's not derivative exclusively of this other stuff. It's all there, but it is its own thing. It yeah. is unique. It is it is valid. It's not just a pastiche. It's something more. Mm. And that's what I think is great. Because D&D is in it. D&D plays a central role. They directly reference really specific, nuanced stuff about D&D. They <laughs> reference a specific copy of X-Men, which was like a huge fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the episode that, what, Jean Grey dies or becomes Phoenix or something. I can't remember specifically I think what it's happens, when she but... becomes Phoenix is the one that they wrote. But f- for me, like, I'll say this much for me, and I've been saying it since day one. I'm, I know other people have said it, and I, I know people have thought it before me, but SCP like secure contain protect it literally that show it, it feels like somebody like the duffer brothers I'm, i i i don't know if they are but it feels like to me they were fans of that and they go scp the movie or the, the show rather. basically yeah i mean like grains again as cat point out it stands on its own even with the references and the homages to the other stuff that it that it did it, even if you are unaware of that stuff it doesn't matter because the show in itself is still good and in, very engrossing and you, you you like it because it's that good but i don't know like the entire the the facility the the monster the way in which things all happen in the show 
screamed like an SCP, you know, related, you know, incident to me. Like I felt like I was almost on their website reading, you know, one of their, you know, heavily redacted, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. documents, you know, on there. And it, it's just, it, that's the feeling that I got. Plus, you know, Spielberg, you know, and, and Stephen King, you know, reference. And a fair helping of the Montauk Project. But say, to you, it feels like SCP. To me, it feels like the Montauk Project. It's like a portal opening and a monster coming out and they have to destroy a facility and, uh, psychics right. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no doubt. Like, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, you just, I can't wait to see more. Like, I mean, our, cause I know they said season, the season two, yeah, is a thing. They said it's going to yeah, have a larger yeah. scope. Like, like it's going to not just be in Hawkins, Indiana. It's going to, you know, branch outside of it, you know, a bit more. So like, are there going to be other facilities that are similar, doing similar projects where, uh, and they said that I guess the upside down will be more heavily involved or see, they'll go to it more often. Maybe who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of on the boat of, I didn't really feel like I needed more Stranger right. Things. I felt like they concluded everything. That, that It was basically like most of the self-contained episodes of X-Files. That, you know, they didn't put a neat little bow on everything, but they just addressed enough and left enough just kind of hanging there that mm-hmm. I was satisfied and without it, more. Yeah, it's a really intimate show. Like, because it's yeah. the small town and the, the personal relationships. If they broaden the scope, it'll turn into a very different thing, mm-hmm. which is fine, I guess. But it seems like it might change too much yeah maybe but uh it also could just be like well if you like the vibe of season one watch season season one it's pretty self-contained if you like the vibe of season two if you want like a bigger kind of outbreak story or something like that check it out you know it's hard to say like i mean i i agree with your point in reference uh, what you're saying to as well trench and i i was there with you saying like okay cool this is kind of like uh, season one of dexter you didn't need the other seasons you really didn't it could have ended in the first season right but um then that the after credit scene basically the, the very end of the thing happens and i'm like okay well shit what the hell is this like that now we need to know what's going on with this with that, well that's that's the only reason it's there yeah you know it's to say hey if we wanted to make yeah. a second one we could you know but. yeah and and they um they there's still stuff that was sprinkled throughout the show that i think could delve that, that does would be good to further elaborate on i, I don't know I yeah mean, i mean well there's no doubt there's potential there for more stuff but it's just a matter of like all right well it was so self-contained. Where's it going to go? It's kind of like it's right. similar to my problem with a, like a, a potential Han Solo movie. I'm like, where's it going to go? I mean, you know, the first one's good. Didn't don't need more. It is nice, but what? Wh- 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 how much further are you going to go? Like it's like everything was so contained. Everything ended. It, it wrapped it up. The characters have done their thing, and that's it. Uh, but if it if it's a different story where it doesn't involve the same characters. It's just yeah. in the same universe? Sure. True. And then, I mean, there's also the scene with the sheriff at the very end as well. Yeah. The, well, the, actually, I, the, the I two ended scenes. up liking him a lot more than I thought I was going he's, to when he first showed up. Yeah, yeah, he's probably my favorite character. He and Winona Ryder were actually really good. I didn't expect that out of Winona Ryder. Yeah, no, she knocked it out of the park. Like, she did the hysterical, grieving mother. I, I and, liked her. Yeah. I just, I wish that she did more non-shouting and i don't blame her for that it's like it's just they they only wrote her in two modes where she's quiet normal mom and then once the boy goes missing everything is no one believes me and i'm like it was fine for the type of role that it is i just i i she did it so well and i and i believed her and well, i cared it, about if her she throughout. factors heavily in any follow-up then she'll probably Great. be a little bit more lever, level yeah yeah it's just it, it, every it, she was always on edge and i wanted to see a little bit of a dip just to see more of her because i've only seen that one aspect of her in the thing that i read i think is going to actually 
Because, yeah, I was, if there was more, it should, you know, focus on other right, people right. and a different story, so, you know. Apparently expand. that is the case. They're well, good. I read something else that said that the, the follow-up is going to actually kind of address, like, Barb and how. Yeah. What happened know, with She her. did. Yeah. Well. Thanks well, for the spoilers, Doug. I'm sure everybody wanted that revelation We knew here. we were going into it that way. Did we? Yeah. Did we? That's what we were saying. That we were going to do spoilers? Yeah. When did we say that? We didn't say that. We said we couldn't talk about it without going into spoilers. And, so then, we're, th- and the whole thing was like, <laughs> well, if ice and Iceland had heard it, then fuck it. Everyone should know. Well, here, think about this. They said And also, a- it's not a surprise. It, I mean, we know by episode four, basically, that, yeah. Well, anyway, um, so here's the thing, though. They said broadening the scope, but what, what does that mean? Does it necessarily mean – they said that they're, the, the whole cast is returning. They, they said that. Everyone's coming back. They're going to have four, I guess, four new prominent characters that are going to enter the scene as well. But, um, what, and they said that they want to delve into the, to the, uh, upside down more. So what if broadening the scope is more, not so much like saying going outside of Hawkins, but going into the upside down, which is still, I guess, outside of Hawkins, but kind of not. I mean, I would like to know more, like maybe there's more things that are in there. I mean, there well, has to be. here's, here's, there's one aspect of the Montauk project they haven't touched and that's time displacement. They haven't touched that. Yeah. So yeah. if if all all it takes is a little little tweak of time travel and all of a sudden you want a broader scope, there's your broader scope. Yeah. Right. Same place, different time. Also, I think the thing that the show does well is that it does it's not so much nostalgia of the eighties, but rather the movies of the time. Like it copies those not as a copy, but like it, it, it feels right in line with those. It emulates them well. I mean there's there's a reason people do films, the horror films specifically and and so on, set in the seventies and eighties now, and it's because the connectedness of the twenty first century in the late nineties, mm-hmm. for what it's worth, um, it makes it harder to tell stories where people like being alone we're not yeah, alone we're you've got a you know a computer in your pocket that connects to you know the vast majority if not the entirety of you know human knowledge and you know you can in the modern day you're very rarely outside of cell reception in you know the united states you know you you'll hit pockets here and there but Oh, I, I can. The, I've got no signal. I can't call someone. Isn't right. something that yeah, happens. The, the, the first step to doing a thriller in the modern age is take away their cell phone reception somehow. Like right. that's or yeah, somehow. Ooh, never yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason the reason I bring up like that it ties into the sort of movie expectations of the time is uh, you're like that thing about Barbara's a spoiler. No, it's not. You know, from the moment one, she's got a big fat target on her face. Like, there's no it, it, that's the that's the cliche role that you they can filled. tell, but based on the fact that nobody like it was all of the build up and yeah. you know focus on Will. Yeah. Well, but maybe you maybe you would assume that you they would subvert expectations. In that in that way, they quickly reveal that they don't, and that in that one regard, and that's so that they can subvert your expectations later. Like it starts to play up, like you're like, oh, I kind of know where this is going, and then four episodes in, you're like, hmm, I didn't expect that part, and then you know another episode later, you're like, whoa, another twist, and then before by the time you get to the end, you go, oh, I didn't know where this was going at all, but like the first three episodes is nothing but like setting up something that feels familiar yet new at the same time. Well, like they did, like I was. The various storylines that started to kind of converge towards the end of the show, um, Nancy's storyline, I just did not care about until what happened with Barb. And then I'm like, no, I'm in now. Like, at first I was like, I, she just feels like she's there wasting time. Like, it wasn't bad. We keep saying what happened with Barb, which was like 30 minutes in. <laughs> it's like, this is not, this is not like a big spoiler. Well, she, this she, doesn't like go, a big... she doesn't go missing until the end of, um, end of season or episode missing. two, uh, episode two, episode, beginning of episode three, where you see her get dragged into the upside down pool, you know? By the monster 
Anyway, um, let's we we could keep talking about Stranger Things, but I really I just it would want, go it would it would go into actual spoilers as opposed to the side character who's got a target on their back <laughs> dies really quickly and that's the end. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, <laughs> this this partial discussion of Stranger Things. All the rest of this episode, all the content on the Nerdy Show Network is brought to you in part by you, our dear listenership, viewership, everyone. We're entirely listener supported and we rely exclusively on you to keep us alive. One of the best ways to do that is to support us on Patreon. Just subscribe on there. You can give us a minuscule amount even. You get cool stuff and in return you support all of our efforts here struggling in this uh repurposed bedroom doing podcasts sweating for you telling you revealing the truth that barb is just the boba fett of stranger things <laughs> this is a really tiny bedroom fans hype it up ain't much there it's about the size of my bedroom so we got some new patrons actually we got a lot of a lot of activity um and uh briggs why don't you why don't you give some shout outs here to some fine folks all right so um new patrons uh joe holloway Woo! welcome joe yep joe um and then uh joe's a ghostbusters fan by the way oh joe well um hi (laughs) (laughs) in that case hello (laughs) see see, this is me waving this is what happens when i that's the wave that's the wave it's it's, trademark the trademark briggs wave is the trademark don't can't don't steal it yeah (laughs) do not steal in germany they're called vampires (laughs) (laughs) who else who else we got okay and then um charlie tuga toga Tuga? I think it's Tuga. Tuga. I want to go with Tuga. I like Tuga. Uh, who says, Flame on, brought me here. And then you have a smiley face. Yeah. Welcome, Charlie. All right. And then um, Daniel De- Divine or Devin. Um, I'm going to say Divine. I, I think it's Divine. I yeah. think it's Divine. Yeah. Um, if it's wrong, correct me. I'm silly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, who but you're says, pretty, so it's okay. I am Aww. very handsome. Thank you very much. Um I've not been able to donate uh, for such a long time, and now I've happily becoming a patron. I've listened to the podcast since D&D Episode 3 came out, and I'm a huge fan and waiting for more Doritos. Uh, you can go to the store. <laughs> no, come. Eh. Dungeons and Doritos, um, <laughs> the continuation of Book 3 is coming real, real soon. Um, we're, we're working on it. We've got, we, we just want to make sure that when we come back, we're on a regular schedule and we can bring it back monthly. That's our biggest goal. So that this weight will have paid off because you'll never have a weight ever again. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to circumvent all the bullshit that we've gone through in the past. Thank you for being so patient. Like, I'm really sincerely, like, it's been a year since we put out D&D. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. I'm super sorry about it. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure this never ever happens again which is why it's taking us so long because we want to lock it down it's probably my fault let's just cap you want to go with that oh oh here look here's the smiley faces on the paper see um, see they're different we got we got more though see nobody ever gave me my paperback well you who took your paper who took your paper you, you did cap i did oh because you wrote the thing on it i'm sorry i'm sorry that's where the secret the secret phone number was written which apparently should, doesn't exist should i should i give the secret phone number no, uh, nah, you're holding nah. it wrong. Am I playing with fire? Uh, we I don't, don't want to. We don't. If, 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 that, Do I want to put that evil men in on black us? are going to show up at the front door once we're done recording this and <laughs> see yeah, all of our equipment. <laughs> and they're going to black bag Briggs, take him out. <laughs> so that's just for fun. Now, see, they're going to black bag everyone else, and Briggs will be like, "Wait, bring me too." <laughs> <laughs> I want to be black bagged. <laughs> that, that's when I. Uh, well, that's when I'll waffle my way in there. Waffle your way? <laughs> How do you waffle? What do you mean? You could put yourself between two iron, hot pieces of iron? And- I, well, I don't know. Uh, Kevin uh, Chikowsky, um, uh, Chikowsky, 
Yeah, um, Kevin did yeah. some editing for Nerdy he, Show. He calls yeah. me the waffler at work. I don't know what it really means. He, do, you, do you make good waffles? No, I, I have never made waffles for anyone. I mean, I've... At, put, as an act of cruelty. Maybe he's trying to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, he says that I'll... He, when he takes over, I'll be his henchman called the waffler. And I'll have two, like, waffle irons for hands and just beat people and waffle them. <laughs> Anyway, what, what, what do you ask? Trench. Is he perhaps mean. suggesting that you fail to make up your mind on a regular basis? Oh, is that no, what waffling that'd be, means? No, that'd be pancaking because you flip flop. <laughs> that's that's if know. you use it as a verb. That's just that's the fail to make up one's mind. Uh, probably because it's not raunchy enough to be Urban Dictionary. No, that's that's just straight up the dictionary. Regular dictionary. Okay. The waffler special movie is called the Blue Waffle. So you're but just, you don't. But you don't you're flip indecisive. They flip pancakes. But waffler sounds fun. <laughs> waffler meaning okay, waffling whatever. We gotta move on. Anyway, so please continue. What so, so our our next new patron is a pretty cool guy. Cap and I met him at a comic shop a little bit ago. Yep. His name is Arendor, aka Stefan from Sweden. He said, So there. Just started a Patreon for you guys. Enjoy some Swedish money. Mm. Is that like Swedish fish? It tastes real good. Or chocolate. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed my visit to the States this summer and meeting some of the Nerdy Show crew was definitely one of the highlights. I've enjoyed the shows for years, and it's time to give something back. Keep up the good work, and by the All Father's Beard, may there be more derpy show before Ragnarok comes. We'll have to tell Boar about that. Because yeah, uh, that, that, that's that what he gets for that hits theaters like this November. <laughs> so we better uh, the derpy show that. movie <laughs> <laughs> or Ragnarok. No, no, Ragnarok. Oh, Ragnarok. Was, that's what I'm saying. Derpy show's got to have that. Before, that actually uh, looks really good. The stuff they talk yeah. about. Fingers crossed. Thor has um, a track record of being half good and half for. Yeah, in my opinion, anyway. And, uh, we'll see. We got one. We got one, one more. One other. We have a new producer here at Nerdy Show. Oh, this is the producer. Yeah, pr- new new producer. Oh, shit, better not now, screw this up. Uh, no, a while ago we we hit our thousand dollar mark. But the thing is that with Patreon, it's it's entirely donation donation based. You subscribe, and people can back out. And we understand everybody's budget fluctuates and mm-hmm. so on. So it'll take a while for us to get past a thousand dollars until we actually have the security of knowing that we're truly making a thousand dollars a month. So this month we actually we wavered a bit. We, we had, waffled a bit. We, we waffled. <laughs> we, we had we had a little bit of a waffling incident. We waffled a bit, and and this new this new fella, charming new fella, came in and saw that we we had we had not hit yet hit a thousand dollars, and said, you know what? I'm going to bridge that gap. I'm going to be a producer. So hats off to you, uh, Dax Haverlek, aka Hugs the Gnome, a real champion. Someone I've been talking to online. Um, Awesome dude who actually, I'm going to share this little fact about him. He does a lot of gaming in Texas, and he's actually played versions of Monopoly and the Game of Life that are um, life-size, as in with actual houses that are up for sale. What? On, on where, where spaces in life are full city blocks. Holy shit. I've never heard of anything like this before. I, I've only kind of partially got some details on it. If you play the Game of Life, you just use your own car? I, I guess. I because guess. If you, I mean, that's the car is the Wait, thing that moves around in the game of life. Do you get to expense your gas? How did he win the game of life? <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't know if he won, but he pieced, I think he helped stage it. Um, you should die at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. You, you don't die at the end of the game of life. You get to the retire, right? Well, what game are you playing? Game of the board <laughs> game. Game of life. Shit, we play different ones. There's different. There's many different versions of the game of life. Like Star Wars game of life. Um, Some people get plugged into an old, you know. The the near death star, <laughs> and uh, Dax is also working on a uh, a really cool sounding Stranger Things tabletop game, mm. uh, tabletop role playing game. Dude, a, a mechanic of that board game has to be that you flip the board upside down. Oh, that if it was a board game, hell it yeah, has to. If you don't, 
Shame on you. <laughs> there should be a wild card called the Ghostbusters show up and That's all the problem. It, yeah. <laughs> and then the problem is done. That's the end of the game. And there's a ring. You charge money for it. He says, one series down, finally finished Dungeons and Doritos and wanted to help out with what I can. The more series I finish and catch up on, the more I'll be happy to donate. Already a producer. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Dax, thank you so much. It's amazing. It's amazing having a, having a new producer in the roster. That's awesome. You, sir, are a true chugler. Yeah. And, and a Roosevelt. A chugler and a Roosevelt, if I've ever seen one. Is he a waffler? No, no, no. This shows this shows it, true made a clear decision. Yeah, true, true commitment. <laughs> so, so mine, so mine is uh, I, well, another. I, I, I got one more thing. I got one more. You, you have you have iTunes, right? Right, Doug. Yes. Okay, so we, we got one more. This is from Jade Numi. It's a shout out and actually a, a letter to to Nerdy Show to all of Nerdy Ooh. Show, and it's long, so I'm going to try to read it kind of quickly. Um, you have to excuse me, Jade Numi. Um, and. They Power found us. <laughs> they found us. Damn you, Briggs! Uh, uh, this is not. This is. This is not a joke. That just happened. You, you, uh, you, Doug, your computer is is on the the, ba- the battery backup, right? Yeah, it's recording. So, so we're still we're still recording. And uh, there we go. Okay, great. We're back. If Briggs was gone. I would have shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wow. There's there's a thunderstorm happening outside. It's the, or, the after. Or is it? Or the after effects of that hurricane well, that was a near miss. Didn't get the visual. The lights completely went out. For that, for that moment, Not, everything died for except for the computers that are on a backup. Pit. Battery backups. Ba- oh my god! Are we still recording audio? Oh, we're still recording audio. Nothing stops this train. <laughs> they're, 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 until they come in, they burst through the door. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the, the God Emperor clearly favors us today. Uh, <laughs> Jay Newby says, as an avid fan of this great and wonderful network of podcasts, I thought I would tell you my story to you, the, to you, Nerdy Show, and how you've brought positivity to my life. First and foremost about me, hi, I'm Dylan, also known as Jade Numi, in all forms of social media and video game outlets, except PSN literally still trying to figure out how someone swooped in on that shit before me. Wow. I consider myself a huge nerd in mostly all things. I'm such a nerd, people often fear my nerdery. I I um, thought to put in general, cate- general categories of nerddom, Star Wars, anime, manga, video games, movies, television, well, what I can get on Hulu and other streaming platforms since I don't have cable, tabletop, LARP, comics. Yeah, I guess you just say I'm a huge, amazing nerd. Sounds like it to me. Anyway, back to my message. I first discovered Nerdy Show some four or five years ago while perusing the great interwebs for a casual yet amazing D&D podcast to listen to, and then bam, Dungeons and Doritos. I laughed, I cried, I laughed some more. From there on out, I was an avid follower of the D&D crew and their adventures, but as of then, never dabbled into the other podcasts. Dumb mistake on my part. Fast forward to January 2015, and I'm still uh, just setting in back home from Christmas leave after my unit was deployed to Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, I'm active duty military, uh, 101st out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky, uh, 2BCT1502BN, and I'm awakened by over 100 missed calls and well over 200 texts. I find out my only living eldest brother had passed away during the night. Mm. The next few months mm. were hell beyond belief. Crippling depression mixed with deployment shit really got to me. I was going down a dark path, but with a mix of love for my wife, family, and unit, I managed. One night, though, during some of the worst times, I decided that I want to listen to D&D in my car. When I'm at work and have any breaks, I download the podcast app and uh, a podcast app because we don't we don't have our own proprietary one. We can recommend them to you. So ask if you're curious. 
um, anybody, um, and, and head straight to it. But during that time, I was like, hey, they have a bunch of other content. I'm going to listen to most of them and see if I like any. And that led me down the path of fully discovering Nerdy Show as a network. I came to love and look forward to the flagship podcast, Nerdy Show, as well as State of the Empire, Call of Cthulhu, which you all know I love, mostly Father Grandfather, <laughs> wink at Brandon, who is on vacation right now, but I'll transmit the wink to him. Um, He's knee deep in crabs. He's knee is all up in them crabs right now. Uh, and old bay spice. Now, not <laughs> the kind you find in the ocean, but the kind no. you find in your pants. All, all of the above. Okay. Um, is that where you always find them? <laughs> Nerdy Show Uh-oh. Book Club, RPG from Scratch, Bad Storytellers, Wicked Anime, Flame On. I mean, I can go on with this list. But in truth, in those dark days, you all became friends to me. Though I do not personally know any of you, I still kick myself for not meeting you guys while I was down in Orlando last year. You guys brought in truth. A lot of myself back from a dark place. Listening to you all, I laughed when I thought I couldn't. I smiled the whole time anyone was talking during any podcast. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a light in this world. Without you guys, even with all my help, I may not have come all the way through the way I did. Always be nerdy, derpy, shiny, wicked, and all around awesome. Sincerely, a grateful fan, Dylan. Wow. It's a tremendous and wonderful letter. I don't know what else to say to that. That's amazing. I feel bad that I'm here now. I can't. I mean, geez, there's so much better people here <laughs> for that. You're so, a Ghostbuster, man. You saved the world. Come on. I mean, Twice. yes. Yeah, but I do it in a very clumsy and der- I'm not gonna, you, I'm not you gonna, are derpy. I'm, no, I'm not giving Rob credit. You've been on Derpy Show. <laughs> I have, but I haven't had my derp off with um, Neo Faust. Neo Faust is a host on Derby Show. Yeah, I, I think I'm supposed to. You're, supposed, you're scheduled for a derp off. Well, remember when we did when we kicked down their door? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we went in there and then busted the headless horseman. Yeah, and then we I don't know somebody did something. So there's and, there's there's a derp off in the future. Well, yeah, we were supposed to derp off between me and remember you don't remember this was like years no, I'm ago. Asking, so I'm saying, is there going to be a derp off in the future? Well, it, it's up to Rob, but Rob's lazy. <laughs> Well, yeah, well before Ragnarok, we're going to have a derp off. Um, since, uh, derp so, off. so Dylan has a PS. Kind of have a shout out that is way off tone from this whole message, but I thought I should put it in before I forget. It's a positive slash negative shout out to my best bud of all time back home waiting for me to get out of the army. So I say to Mr. Kelly, fuck you, you fucking fuck. Be fucking patient. I'll come home soon. You fuck. I like it. That's positive. Mr. Kelly, you fuck. <laughs> I like it. Can I get a shout out like that sometime? Briggs, a neg- a negative fuck shout-out? you, you fucking fuck. <laughs> Be fucking patient. I'll come home soon, Briggs, you fuck. How that from now on when I come home from class, I'll, I'll walk upstairs to your room. I'll just stand in your doorway and I'll say that. Okay? <laughs> you stand in my doorway and say weird shit all the time. No. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm because wearing you- a uh, Pikathor shirt, uh, which is uh, a mashup of Pikachu and Thor, um, drawn by Tony Baldini. And... Um, you can get this on our, our Amazon store. One of the other ways you can help promote Nerdy Show. Nerdyshow.com slash store. We did, however, find out something recently. Thanks to Kausa Baloo, uh, we found out that, um, we, we don't ship to, uh, to Canada because these are printed on demand from Amazon and they apparently, am, they, am, they don't am, ship? Amazon merch does not ship outside the United States yet. Hmm. So we apologize. We do, however, have Nerdy Show logo shirts and D&D shirts uh, that we we ourselves have. We also sell them as print on demand. But we have we have a back stock. So uh, they're cheaper from Nerdy Show and we'll mail internationally. So if that's ever of interest, we got it. Um, now, uh, one other way you can help that doesn't involve any money whatsoever is iTunes. And now, now, Doug, finally. Yes, okay. We got I you. didn't realize where mine was. I thought this was, is this person a Patreon backer? Like, this is whatever. But okay, no, so this is, these are 
iTunes comments. Yes, these are these are these are our reviews on iTunes. Oh, so if you sign on to iTunes, rate and review our shows. If you want to just rate it, you can just click a five star rating, easy peasy. All you got to do is sign in or have an account. And if you want to leave a review, it doesn't even have to be long. It can be short. Like these are pretty short and sweet. Yeah, these are both from uh, someone going by the name Morning Pink, which is either a really beautiful picture or it's uh, a sexual reference. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's a sexual reference. Um, the first one uh, by Morning Pink is uh, for the Nerdy Show Network feed. Uh, the subject is NESPN, and the comment says, This network is to the nerddom as ESPN is to sports. Nuff said. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Morning Pink made a second comment review on uh, Ghostbusters Resurrection. Subject Ooh. line is, Should be canon. <laughs> <laughs> the text says, after being disappointed with the latest Ghostbusters, I contented, I'm contented with my original Ghostbusters and this RPG radio drama. Laughs are genuine, ghosts are real, property damage is extensive, so sign the waiver and enjoy. What a great quote. Nice. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, Morning Pink. I hope your name is all, is nice and sexual. Can be both. Can be both. Usually is. All right. So a couple <laughs> other nerdy show updates. One, we got some conventions you should be aware of. Liberty is coming to uh, uh, New York Comic Con this October, October 6th through the 9th. So if you're going to be at New York Comic Con or you're thinking about going to New York Comic Con, come out to New York Comic Con and meet the cast and creators of Liberty Critical Research, Liberty Tales from the Tower, and the kickstarted comic Liberty Deception, which will be there along with that comics artist Raymond Bermudez. They're at booth 1049. Meanwhile, in November, from the 11th to the 13th, Aaron and I will be in Durham, North Carolina at North Carolina Comic-Con uh, alongside some other exciting guests, including the uh, Gerard Way and the entire crew of DC's new imprint, Young Animal, bringing back the vibe of classic Vertigo and giving uh, DC a much-needed injection of weirdness. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And also, mm. I, I don't remember the dates for this, but I just found out about a crazy thing that Lefty Lucy's doing. She's uh, going to be doing her nerd burlesque on a Comic-Con that's on a cruise ship. It's leaving out of Tampa and is going to Key West and, like, uh, Cozumel or someplace. And they have a crazy guest list. It's got Mark Wade, Frank Miller, the cast of Stranger Things, or, like, some of the cast of Stranger Things, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, the creative team behind Batman. It's called uh, Fan2C, uh, so Fan, number two, and then S-E-A. It sounds crazy. So well, I wonder how they got an impressive lineup. Maybe they offered them a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oop, I bumped the table. Um, Somebody's been doing that the whole time. The whole I think time. it's Briggs. This, this monitor's been shaking. I think Jiggling. it's Briggs. I think you've been tapping your foot, and you've been shaking the whole look, thing. Jiggling. Wait. You're a waffler. <laughs> I, look, it's, uh, you're Chugling, a waffler, a chugler, and, and a scholar. <laughs> Look, I was going to say something really nice and you know uncalled for, but yeah. one does not simply waffle. <laughs> Are I, you Sean Bean? <laughs> I, I actually got, waffling pretty simple. You just pour, <laughs> the, pour the batter in the thing. I mean, you, you close the lid. The pri- you wait a few minutes. <laughs> the price of entry is you have a you have a waffle iron, unless of course you're you know like eleven and you love Eggos. Then you just oh, eat yeah. them cold. I Out guess of the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I got I got one last little thing I wanted I want to say before because we're kind of at time now and, mm-hmm. and you you got to run off to a stream yeah. mm-hmm. and it's I'm already going to be late so uh, yeah I want to give a shout out to the Flintstones 
the the new comic book from from DC Comics. We've we've talked in the past about the the Hanna Barbera line coming out from from DC. Uh, we talked last week in a nerdy show microsode about how I'm not that big a fan of Scooby Apocalypse, but the Flintstones comic is actually great, and it really is. I didn't expect this to be good, um, but then I saw the creative team, and oh my gosh! Okay, so it's written by Mark Russell, the guy who wrote Prez. And Prez was the number 17 in our top 20 nerdy things of 2015. It was a, a sci-fi story about the first teen president elected by Twitter. And it was incredible social satire. In this, um, Mark Russell takes his social satire and applies it to the first family of, of, the, of the human race, the Flintstones. And... It reflects on modern society in a very painful and adult way. This is this is one of the best comics in the Hanna. This is it is the best comic in the Hanna Barbera line. It's one of the best comics DC's putting out right now. It's one of the best comics of the year, as far as I'm concerned. So, just going off of the cover, it looks like it takes place a while after the cartoon because that looks like a Teenage Pebbles. Uh, there's a Teenage Pebbles in Bam Bam, yeah, actually, and and the cartoon is non-canonical to this. This is completely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely its own thing. In fact, if you walk into a comic store and they don't have issue one, just buy issue two. There's kind of standalone stories. They do their own thing. I mean, they connect, but not in any kind of way that's that you couldn't just read issue two if you want to check it out. And in fact, issue two is my favorite. In issue two, it deals with God in uh, in the Flintstones universe, and Morp specifically. Um, they uh, they go to the first church of the Animus, and uh, they worship a, a bird who, who as, as the story goes, led them to water. But then with the invent of crap, which is uh, useless things that you buy because it's the modern age, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a record player where you have um, the exact kind of crane that they were worshiping as as, as the animus, hmm. leading them to water. And that crane plays records. And when they finally they finally say, "We can hear the word of our Lord, Morp. Here it is. We we got it at the department store." So Morp plays a record, and it's just a bunch of awful booty music. <laughs> so everybody gets disinterested with church. So they have to figure out how are we going to get people back in a church. And they, uh, they, they pull in this, this adorable, adorable little uh, pink elephant. And they're like, well, what does he want from us? What, is, what does God want? What does the new God want? He's like, well, he just wants you to be happy. And they go to uh, Bone Depot, and they find out that uh, he's just a vacuum cleaner. I'm about to say, little <laughs> elephants, aren't they just vacuum cleaners? <laughs> and it's, man, it's such a good book. It's really, it's really scathing, really dark. The Royal Order of Water Buffaloes, they're actually, it's a veterans group because of a war that they fought. Oh, gosh. Um, the uh, issue four, here's, here's, here's the, um, the summary for issue four, which comes out in, I guess, probably November, October. What's this newfangled thing called marriage? And why are so many people willing to sacrifice the traditional sex cave for exclusive partnerships? Fred and Wilma leave Pebbles and Dino with the Rubbles for the weekend and head out to a marriage retreat to find out all they can about this new fad they've bought into. So wait, Fred and Wilma aren't married? Not in this book when it starts, but they're about to. They, uh, they actually, the, the cover of issue four has all these cave people holding signs, um, like berating them for, for monogamy. Um, let me let me pull it up real quick uh, so I can read some of these uh, some of these signs here. So Fred and Wilma don't oh, even li- they they live in a sex cave. Well, that's that's a traditional caveman. You know, I mean, like you, you if you're if you're looking at the backgrounds of their, their house, you know, you're not seeing any straps or you know anything like that. Toys, unless you count the mammoth tusks. So you know everything seems above board. Um, 
But you know that's just that's just the the, the lifestyle. You have a very disproving look on your face, just, Doug. You didn't have to. You just all you had to say was there's nothing in the comic to suggest. <laughs> but you had to give examples that are off panel. I mean, we've all thought about Mammoths before once, right? right so no, no so am I the only one? The the cover the cover of Never Flintstones Four is uh, a bunch of people protesting, holding signs. Fred and Wilma walking happily forward to the to the view of the comic book, but they're, they'll say, uh, "Take a wife, not on your life." Monogamy destroys. A child deserves several fathers, about a dozen mothers. Um, let's see. Uh, say I don't. Uh, no marriage for this for this cave dweller. So yeah, man, this this book this book is great. Such wonderful, weird social commentary. So what's Wilma's it. name if it's not Wilma Flintstone? I don't know. Ross, something fishy going on. Read the book and find out. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Doug. <laughs> yeah, this one actually looks, you know, going purely off the cover, interesting, whereas the Scooby-Doo just was very off-putting to me. It's not great. Really, uh, Flintstones and Future Quest, the only Hanna-Barbera books worth a damn. The other ones are interesting, but did not live up to the hype, mm. unfortunately. Um, so, unless we got any parting thoughts, that's going to be it for the episode. Um, all, all these squares make a circle. All these squares make a circle. God, DBZ abridged. Why have we not talked about that? Because that would take a whole gigantic episode. That's why. DBZ abridged is a is a life choice. It is, and it's a wonderful one. And you need to dive in head first. <laughs> and it's great. But that said, uh, I have something. I don't know if anyone. Um, uh, I'm um, a fan of Jim Sterling. I wa- watch a lot of his videos and whatnot on YouTube. But um, he did um, a Jim Pression video where he plays a game, gives his like you know thoughts about it you know going in completely blind it's one called the valley it's an indie game and i'm hit super hit or miss on indie games i generally dislike them greatly but um there's there's obviously ones that are fantastic but this one was really cool he said that it it, it feels like sonic done right in a 3d perspective kind of sort of where oh, that's interesting where you 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 just play some random guy walking through this valley and you come across this thing it's called a leaf suit and they don't say what the acronym uh, means but basically you can control life and death where you can like revive a deer or an animal there or give a tree to where it starts to like you know have its foliage and whatnot back but the interesting thing is when you die their suit resurrects you but it extracts the life of everything around you Ooh, neat so basically the entire point of the game is you want to from what i understand you want to restore life to the entire valley but you if you die too many times you eventually kill the whole valley that sounds back. nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, it has these no, 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 no. no. It, it has these running segments in the game. That okay, are these, okay. Where the suit makes you very fast, you can jump very far. And the oh. thing is, you run through the valley and whatnot. And literally, when he sees in like, because he, he, the title of the video basically is like a Sonic reference. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like, okay, well, I don't get it. There's nothing. And then he puts on a suit and then he runs. And he's like, oh wow, he's right. This does kind of look like what if they did a Sonic game correctly? Hmm. You know, but there's a bit more going on than jumping. And freeing animals, I'll give you that. Yeah. True, yeah. Freeing animals is a prerequisite of Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> I'd like to think yeah. anyway. But, yeah, it's, it looks, I've not played it. So it it's looks called neat. The Valley. The Valley, yeah, yeah. And it's on, I think, on all platforms. Cool. Right now. It looks kind of hmm. cool. One final thing before we go, probably one of the biggest news bites of the week, unless something weird happens, is the trailer was released for a Proto-Men thing. Something called Light Up the Night. And a lot of information hasn't necessarily been disseminated yet as to what it is. But uh, we all know what it is. In fact, we've all seen it. We have, yes. Uh, Doug? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you being the uh, Mega Man dude or guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, Proto Men are my, like literally the best, my favorite thing. But Yeah, you know. they're my favorite nerd band, and uh, I should probably start considering – I should start ranking them as among my favorite bands, period. They, <laughs> you, not, you should. Yeah. You know, that's the they're, thing. They're, they're much more than oh, a def- nerd yeah, band. Yeah, they've, they've crossed that a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, like I mean they are legitimately my favorite band, like without a doubt. Like even my, my dad who – he was just like, I'm like, like, hey, listen to this. And he, no idea anything Mega Man. He was like, wow, who are these guys? They're pretty phenomenal. Yeah. So, I mean, he has them on his phone and he listens to them fairly so, regularly now. So, what it looks like is it looks like the trailer to a music video. And it is that. But it's also something more. It is actually a short film. It's the it's like the 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 extended length music videos that Michael Jackson did back in the day. It's It's like, not including the credits, it's like 13 minutes long. Mm. Yeah, that's the, wait. Is it 13? I thought it was a little bit longer. It's 16 with credits. Okay, okay, okay. And I should add, for Nerdy Show fans, you're definitely going to want to stay till the end of the credits. Yep. If if you're not, if you're not a long-time listener of Nerdy Show, it may have no relevance to you whatsoever, but there is a thing at the end of the credits that very specifically will make you feel something. Yeah, it's, it's super good. So you've seen you've seen the clips yeah. of in the trailer, you will have seen the clips of uh, the the band playing. There was um, they they invited fans out to record a mysterious video a while ago, and it was them doing a concert thing. Um, but for years now, they've actually been working on this short film as kind of a proof of concept of what a proto man movie sort of thing could be like. And so you'll actually see scenes. It has a narrative. It has its own thing going on. Like it's not just it's not just a music video. It's a a proto man short film. With a music video kind of mashed into it, but yeah, it's uh, Light of the Night is great, and um, there's there's much more details as to how to see the whole thing and um, and and all that, including a full review by me that is uh, still to come. Keep an eye out for details, but uh, considering that, that just dropped, we would be foolish not to announce it. And in fact, if you're in Austin, it is an official selection of the Austin Music Video Festival, and it's playing on Friday. So um, maybe get there. That's going to be the premiere of the video. If you want to see it, that's where it's at. And that's also, awesome. Nerdy Show's John Laval will be there. So find him and make him touch you on the belly. He uh, worked on that, right? He did. He's yeah. A, he's a, he is a uh, executive producer of that film. Yeah, that's right. Laval, he did a thing. He, uh, did, he did do a thing. Go rub his belly. Maybe he'll get some Laval luck. But then again, wait, that sounds terrible. <laughs> you should rub his belly, though. All right, so um, so that's all we're going to say on it, and we'll say much more uh, later on and be talking to the proto men for sure about this uh, pretty momentous step for them because they're a very visually-oriented band, and it's the first time they've done a hardcore video project like this. Well, that's all for this episode of Nerdy Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Taking us out is a track from a, uh, a brand-new band hitting the scene. They are called Boy Meets Robot. And uh, they feature fun and funny nerd rock jams composed on guitar and Game Boy. Their first record, The Robots Will Kill Us All, comes out September 27th and features guest vocals by Mega Rand and Sarah Elay, the founder of the Escape Pod Science Fiction Podcast. I've listened to the entire record. It's fantastic. If you like I Fight Dragons or think you might like I Fight Dragons or any kind of chip pop in that of that nature, you're going to love this record. Um, so this is the first single off of it. Uh, it's the titular song. This robot, the robots will kill us all. And, um, we actually have the entire album playing now on Nerdy FM, our nerd music online radio station at nerdy.fm and also on apps for Apple and Android. So you should totally check us out. We got all these tracks in rotation and, uh, here it is. 
The robots will kill us all. Check out the record September 27th. <laughs> Doesn't have Wi-Fi. Your latte doesn't have enough foam, and you're starting to feel angry 'cause an OS update just crashed your phone. But there's no need to worry. Your troubles will melt away when you're staring down the barrel of a killer robot's laser death ray. Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. 
Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.